Here's a message from Ken Lavica. We have been in the post-Tom Brady era for two hours, and it feels weird. Stone the Banowitz hit the open. On your mark. Get set. Go! You are listening to Ken LaVica Live. Presented by FAU MBA and Sport Management Programs. Turn it up! Turn it up! From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, it's Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 1063. All right. Before we even get started, we need to be very, very clear about something because I just saw Stephen A. Smith and Molly Karam wrap up first take by 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 paying homage to Tom Brady by putting their hands together in a prayer motion and bowing and putting their hands over their <laughs> hearts. Tom Brady is not dead, okay? <laughs> Tom Brady is not passed. He is not left to the planet. He is alive. He's just retired. He's going to a better place that doesn't involve him being dead. Uh. So we are not going to that place today, okay? Tom Brady has not died. He is simply retired. And that is a ridiculous start to a Tuesday edition of Ken Levick Alive. And because it's Tuesday, thank God he's here for this. Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29, part of the best damn local TV coverage in the land. Stone Labanowitz, Friday Night Lights. He has us running until 2 o'clock. So full disclosure, a little peek behind the curtain, if you will. Yesterday... Uh, Theo's walking out of here to, uh, to to leave right around. What was it, like 2.15 probably? Yeah, about 2.10, 2.15. Yeah. And, and you're rolling out of here, and uh, we're like, all right, so tomorrow all of the NFC-AFC championship stuff we didn't get to today, we'll just roll through it tomorrow. <laughs> and then I go, but watch, like Brady's going to end up retiring. And that's exactly what happened. Yep. And, and it, like looked, clockwork. it looked like we would be okay. Like I woke up this morning, <laughs> yes. checked my phone. I'm still, like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like the extent of talking about Brady, the extent of talking about Brady was actually going to be what he said last night on Mad Dog Radio on yeah. Sirius XM. Uh, and, and it was him saying the same things that his people had said through the media. Since Schefter and Darlington broke the story that Brady was retiring, it was a whole lot of, I haven't made a decision yet. Actually, let's hear Tom Brady again. This was from 7 o'clock last night. Mm. Mad Dog Radio, Sirius XM, the Let's Go radio show that he has with Jim Gray. Here's Tom Brady. You know, I'm responsible for what I say and do and, um, and not responsible for what others say or do, so... Again, I think one thing I've learned about sports is, you, you know, you control what you can control and, you know, what you can't, you leave to others. So, you know, everyone I know is we're in such an era of, you know, information and, and you know, people want to be, um, you know, in front of the news often. And I totally understand that. I understand that's the environment we're in. Um, but I think for me, I'm just literally it's day to day with me. I'm just trying to do the best I can every day and, you know, make uh, evaluate things as they come. And, you know, trying to make a great decision for me and my family. Everything was day-to-day with Tom Brady. And apparently in Tom Brady's world, today is like 11 hours. Yeah. Like, like he lives on Mercury. Does he want us to believe that he wrote that, like, <laughs> essay this morning? It was morning? 700 damn words. <laughs> Good point. Good God, man. No like, way. it was an Instagram post. One was a picture. And then it was eight pages of uh. text. 
I mean, there are there are sorority girls who put up two hundred Instagram stories, uh, Instagram story photos in one post who are jealous, right. of what Tom Brady did today. Yeah, they're like, wow, he really milked it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's really impressive. Yeah. But it, but you know, this is this is what you and I said yesterday. Schefter was not going to be wrong. Oh no, Darlington was not going to be wrong. These are the two. Arguably two most preeminent NFL reporters in the entire NFL. They weren't wrong. This was going to happen. Did I think it was going to happen uh, twenty less than 24 hours after we talked about it? No. But this was always the case because it was reliable information. And you know what I say? I say good for Tom Brady. I'm, I'm, I don't know exactly how this came to be and why it happened today, or why there was such pushback initially. Maybe there was some bigger thing that they wanted to do to announce Tom Brady's retirement, and he just decided to bail on it once whoever was in his inner circle leaked it and had the loose lips. But uh, good on Tom Brady. This is the right decision, I think, for a variety of reasons. One, he's going to be 45 years old. Two, he goes out. Uh, and there was nothing to be ashamed of with that loss to the Rams. Absolutely nothing. And three, that Bucks team was not on the rise. Yeah. It was going to be an uphill battle for them. And four, he has nothing left to prove. Good for him. Yeah, it would have taken a heroic effort from Tom Brady in year, or not year, but age 45 yeah. year. And we don't need him to do that We don't want to see that. I, I think I'm good on seeing that. We Especially with the what... I think he also saw what the quarterbacks are doing today. Like he he watched that Josh Allen Mahomes battle and he's like, you know what? Maybe it is time to hand this yeah. thing over. Which is fine. Yeah. And that's great self-awareness. And that's what I appreciate about him is that I'm not saying that a, a farewell tour is the wrong way to go. That's what Stone wanted, though. Stone wanted, he wanted that. that farewell. But, but Stone, tour. tell me, what did you think of Ben Roethlisberger's farewell tour? <laughs> I, I did you have fun watching it? Kind of. No. At least I saw the San Antonio Holmes clips, you know, the back of the end zone. But I think it was the correct amount for Ben Roethlisberger. Not too much, not too little. It gave us what the Steelers fans wanted. Thank you, Seven. And go on your way. It was just enough, I thought. Uh, I didn't like the Ben Roethlisberger (laughs) tour because I don't like four-yard passes. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) 35 of them every game, four-yard passes. Also, I was concerned for him because the way he's, like, standing back there like a statue, like, he he was in danger every single snap he took. No doubt about it. Yeah, that's the thing. I don't need to see Tom Brady laying motionless on the field. And and he's avoided it really for this long. One severe injury in his career. Uh, this is the right time, and this is good, and he's done it the right way. And we can all sit here and say, you know what? We feel good about the last time we saw Tom Brady. Because think about it. He came all the way back, and then he never touched the ball again. Yep. He didn't get his chance to no. finish it. Maybe he would have, you know. But Yeah, and that's the thing. It's it's almost better to think, like, maybe if he would have had one more minute, yeah, would have gotten the ball back. He could have had one more fleeting moment of magic, right. but just his comments after the NFC or the NFC divisional game—like you just knew, yeah, yeah. you knew this was coming—and now we come to terms with it. And again, he's not dead. He's not dead. Theo and I aren't going to be holding our hands over our hearts <laughs> like Stephen A. and Molly Caram did to wrap up first take. Or Evan going yesterday. Well, Evan, Evan's at least because he he also believed that Schefter and Darlington were right. Yeah. He's at least, he's not jarred by this. Right, he shouldn't be. Yeah, it, it cushioned the blow, and that's what I appreciate about Schefter and, and Darlington. Um, so, you can't tell me, though, that Tom Brady last night on Sirius XM on Mad Dog Radio was still undecided, and then this morning, like you said, 
you don't pen a 700-page Instagram <laughs> post. Do you think he did that himself or someone did it for him? I think he did do it himself. Knowing, it was very clean. Yeah, yeah, it was clean. Well, obviously he had somebody edit it and look over it and whatnot. But I do think it did seem like kind of like Tom Brady's words, whereas sometimes like – because you know how like when you read a Marshawn Lynch statement, it sounds like Marshawn Lynch. Yeah. Tom Brady does have – like that sounded like Tom Brady. It felt like his voice. It might have gotten touched up. Mm-hmm. Words might have been added here or there, but that was Brady. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And it, it, he likes way. to control the message and all of that too. So it's got to be. And he is a good social media er, uh, yeah. and apparently a, a sorority girl in college. But um, now we we talk about how we feel. This can go a variety of different directions. And this is why a show today about Tom Brady in this market, where all of us are likely from all different areas of the country, walks of life football fandom, I am genuinely curious. Now that Brady's officially retired, you feel what? Now that Tom Brady is officially retired, you feel what? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. You can tweet at us at KLV1063. At KLV1063. Now that Brady is officially retired, you feel what? For me... I feel hopeful because now this opens the door for an entirely new class of quarterback. Gone is Tom Brady, and now we're ready for a new face of the NFL. Now that Brady is gone, we are truly leaving the past generation and entering the new generation, where it's Mahomes, and it's Burrow, and it's Herbert, and it's Tua. And it's all of these Wait. Stone, did, that, did you hear something? Uh, Whoa. Oh, man. Did you hear something? Uh, I thought Whoa. I heard something. That, that was actually, Theo, that was that cough was a legitimate choke on yeah. his part. He, he could not <laughs> believe that that happened. Um, uh, I'm the president of the Pro Tua faction in Palm Beach County and the Treasure Coast for a reason. But I'm hopeful now that Brady's gone. I'm glad to see him go. Not out of pettiness. I liked the Tampa Bay version of Tom Brady. I like the Tampa Bay version of Tom Brady because he went and he won and he got drunk and then he retired. Yeah. He's like every other human being that's come to live in Tampa. Yeah. Uh, he came down, tried to find success, got really drunk and inappropriate, and then retired in Tampa. <laughs> like he's, he's the epitome of the West Coast of Florida. But now I'm hopeful that we can move past Tom Brady and start ushering in a new era. I'm hopeful. That's what I feel now that Brady is retired. I, I feel now that Brady is retired. Well, first off, I got to say this. Uh, happy Black History Month. I don't like how Tom Brady hijacked Black History Month. It's the first day, and Brady okay. wants to step in okay. and do that. Okay. So I got to say that first so, and foremost. So Theo feels disrespected. Yeah. You know what? Uh, I'm with you. Yeah. He could have waited. He could have waited till day two. Yeah. Or yeah. he could have got this off in January. But instead, day one. Right. Day right. one. When it, when this was reported. See, and here's the thing. Schefter and Darlington, yeah. they were sensitive to the They fact. were on our side. Yeah. 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 Trying to pull it out of them before Black History Month started. <laughs> and little Tom Brady, he just had to get one little nail in the coffin you know there. What? Yo, I, on the way I'm out. with you. I'm with you on yeah. this. How dare him? How dare Tom Brady? But outside of that, outside of that, uh, I do feel a breath of fresh air because it did go so cleanly. Like, there was... Like, even Peyton Manning's last year, it ended with the Super Bowl yeah. win, but, I mean, he He, he didn't have terrible. much to do with that. Yeah, yeah. And so you kind of feel relieved that feel he, go, relieved. he comes out healthy and respectable. And he came, he's, he, he was the GOAT of this generation of really a football so far, and he went out on top. He won the Super Bowl the year before, and he was great in that. His last year, he leads the league in passing yards. He sets records on his way out. 
And, again, he had that comeback against the Rams. If that game against the Rams would have ended 27-3 to or whatever it was, then it feels a little icky because it's like, man, like my last memory of you was you getting yeah, slaughtered. It kind of feels like Marino a little bit. Yeah, not, yeah, yeah. not quite, but kind of. But, yeah, exactly. And it's like you don't want to see that from a guy that we're going to be calling the GOAT the whole time. Yeah. So I do feel a breath of fresh air. And like you said, these other guys that are coming up, it's like it's not like we're going to have a, a drought of quarterbacks. No. It's, it's even better right now. And you know what? It's time. It's time because you don't want Brady holding on too long. Like yeah. this is, he didn't hold on too long, and now he's going to exit with respectability, and now he's out of the way. Yeah. The only old quarterback remaining now is Aaron Rodgers. Matt Ryan's still hanging on. Yeah, yeah. he's he's, he's, he's not quite though. in that spot, but yeah. he is the the uh, longest serving quarterback now in the NFC. That he is. You're mm-hmm. right because Breeze is gone. Yeah, and... the longest tenured quarterback. Yeah. Uh, I, I do need uh, someone with quarterback DNA to tell me how he's feeling. A man who who lives and breathes quarterbacks. He played the position at a high level in high school and in college. Uh, the emotions that Friday Night Lights is feeling with Brady officially retired. I mean, I don't want to be corny, but I mean, I would go with blessed. I, I think for my sports fandom and, and like, like my youth, to be able to have watched the guy who's arguably the greatest athlete in all of sports, to be a part of that, I'm blessed. He set the standard for quarterbacks, um, all little kids, all ages and stuff. So I, I, that is corny, but seriously, blessed. I mean. You're, you're tearing up. It's not, yeah. it's not like he was about to tear He's up like right His there. voice is wavering. <laughs> yeah. Are you Stephen A? Yeah. <laughs> Let me play the Stephen A audio. I, t- put your hand over your heart. There you go. Yeah. It's being a little fast. That wasn't corny. That wasn't corny. It wasn't corny. It was heartfelt. Yeah. Like, I almost want to go over there and give him a hug yeah. right now. Like, I, feel, I feel badly that I put him in that spot. Yeah. I didn't realize he was going to be emotional. <laughs> By the way, let's hear from Stephen A. Uh, Stephen A talking about before he decided to pray to the altar of Brady and <laughs> put his hand over his heart in tribute, in teary-eyed tribute. Uh, this is Stephen A on Tom Brady retiring earlier today on First Take. The first emotion that comes to my mind is thank you. Uh, That's thank not you an emotion. For the great, great years. <laughs> thank you for the level of competition. Thank you is not an emotion. Throughout these two plus decades in the sport, 22 years to be exact, uh, to come on the scene and burst on the scene once Drew Bledsoe got injured and to win a Super Bowl that year and then to turn around and to win three and four years and to ultimately get to 10 Super Bowls and win seven. Uh, the man was absolutely phenomenal. Even in the Super Bowl loss to the Philadelphia Eagles, he threw for over 500 yards. Yeah. His very last year, his 22nd year in the National Football League, he threw for over 5,300 yards. He threw for over 40 touchdowns. Um, he finished his career with 624 touchdowns, had a better, a better than three to one turnover to interception yeah. ratio. And throughout all of those years, do you know he only won in single digits, meaning nine games yeah. or less? Once Oof, man. in his entire career, mm. the dude personifies winning. He personifies what winning is all about, the class that you need to exhibit along the way. Um, he was an incredible role model as mm-hmm. far as I'm concerned as well. as Other than the deflating footballs thing. And yeah, yeah. Hope it's probably good. Yeah. Right yeah, good thinking about him and talking about Tom Brady walking away from the game. Mm-hmm. My one hope is that he doesn't completely leave the game. I love the fact that Drew Bledsoe was on NBC, even though I'd like to see him in the booth. Um, I love the fact that Peyton Manning and Eli Manning has blessed our airwaves on ESPN, too. Um, And when I think about somebody like Tom Brady, I sincerely hope that he finds a way to be a voice in this game because he deserves to be a voice. Yeah, there's no doubt he's going to stay in the game. 
Yeah. There's there's absolutely no doubt about it. Uh, now that Tom Brady's officially gone, you feel what? And this can go for any fan base because chances are Tom Brady broke your heart. Unless you're a Patriots fan where then he still he broke did. your heart. At the end of the day. And that's a whole other discussion in a second. Because there was one team, one organization, one city, notably absent Ooh. from the eight pages of Instagram text with Tom Brady announcing his retirement, Boston. Mm. But now that Brady's officially retired, you feel what? I feel hopeful that now we can fully move on to the next generation of quarterbacks. He was relieved because it happened smoothly. And Stone, he's blessed. Stephen A., he's thank you. <laughs> <laughs> now that Brady is officially retired, you feel what? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Tweeted us at KLV1063. Uh, at KLV1063. Again, 888-760-3776. Let's get going in Wellington with Mike. What's going on, Mike? Hey, Ken. Thanks for taking my call. Yep. The, um, the word that I feel right now is... um. I feel very fortunate that mm-hmm. I was able to see a career as great as Tom Brady's, especially being a Bucks fan. My first Super Bowl memory was the Bucks winning when I was nine years old with my grandfather, God rest his soul. But I was at a young age to where I just saw Brady play. I might have hated him a few years because he always won, but I always had this love and respect for him. And when he came to Tampa and brought that type of camaraderie and teamwork and dedication to change that organization around from an 18-year drought was just was just something that I don't think I'll ever experience again. So I'm just very fortunate and lucky because I don't think people are going to see it with any other quarterback or player again with the level he played at, what he did, what he accomplished. So after tearing up this morning, Ken, like I said, you're my therapist. I just consider myself very lucky and fortunate uh, to just witness greatness like that. And um, and uh, like Stephen A. said, I hope he finds some type of role inside broadcasting or football. Yeah. Just so we still feel like we got Tom Brady in our lives sometime. Have a great day, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Appreciate you, Mike. And I think that is a very rational and sensible feeling to have. And it's sort of along the lines of where I sit with it. I don't want to. I don't want it to be misconstrued. And I've hated on Brady plenty, mm. plenty, plenty, plenty. Um, but also, like I think many, and I think you're included in this, Theo. When he went to Tampa, you saw the the unabridged version of him, the unadulterated version of him, the loose version of Tom Brady, like the actual Tom Brady. And I respected that. And I couldn't argue. I could never call him, hey, a system guy anymore because he wasn't in the system that brought him to prominence. And he still won a Super Bowl. I, I like Mike, I, I, I hate to admit it, but I feel fortunate. And we truly aren't going to see another quarterback like him. Patrick Mahomes, the heir apparent, he's already had more playoff and more postseason failure than Tom Brady did. And yeah. he's really four years into this elite run that he has. We're never going to see anything like this again. It's, it would be, it's kind of like Bill Russell's running in, in in, uh, the NBA and, and like, even like those UCLA, it's weird to kind of live in it. We're also living in that with college football and what Alabama's doing and what shouldn't be lost on people's minds. It's like, it it, it enters that legacy realm, that all time legacy, historic, uh, uh, always referenced it through the annals of time. Like, 50 years from now, when people look back, they're going to be like, how did that guy win all of those Super Bowls? Like, what was he so special at? And 
it, you know, they're going to watch guys like Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers and see the talent jump off the page, but yeah. Brady just won. I want to I point out, too, when I said Annals of Time, Friday Night Lights laughed. What a child. <laughs> what a child. You are such a child. I was hoping you weren't going to catch that. I did Annals of Time, and I look over, and he's like, ooh. ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> he's fresh out the locker room. Yeah, man. man you Damn are. Right. What a meatball you are. Uh, Jay is in Jupiter. What's up, Jay? Well, I want to start the conversation, Kim, with, are you a troll? What? Because I'll be listening to you. To you you kind of got some troll in you. <laughs> what is in what way? What, what, is, what is the evidence? Of, oh, oh, I mean, oh, I'm okay, not lying. So, okay, I, I just want to make sure we clear. Okay, so Stephen A., uh, thank yeah. you is a gesture. Okay? Oh, yeah, That's not, not an, an emotion. It's not That's an emotion. a gesture, yeah, right? Yeah. But, is it, but is it necessary to tell us that? We know that. <laughs> <laughs> Jay, I apologize. I apologize for that you're, and to Stephen A.'s family. <laughs> you're a troll. No question about uh, that. But with that, being, with that being said, i got to tell you. I will say that I'm honored that I could say that I was around when this dude was doing it. Yep. And I don't mean when I was, I don't mean, like, I, I think about my parents. I think about my mother when she was raving about Aretha Franklin and the temptation. So I caught Jabbar on the other side of his prime. I could say this dude, I was around for all of it. Mm-hmm. I wasn't around for some of it. I was, a, he was doing this. So when I think about Tom Brady, I think about how awesome this dude was and how awesome he just became even more awesome. I will tell you this, Ken. I don't want to hear anything from Patriot fans in terms of sorrow. Amen. If you were in the fifth, if you, you had Tom Brady for 20 years, what that means is is that at 30 years old, you had Tom Brady as your quarterback since you were in the fifth grade. Yep. I don't want to hear a piece out of you. I agree. Not a word. Ever. I don't want to hear a word from you guys. Yep. If, if for the rest of my lifetime, and appreciate the call, Jay, and he's sort of reading my mind because – uh, I, I was gonna, I was gonna say before we went to the phones that uh, Marino, all time great. But I, he started his career before I was born. Yeah, I was around for all of Brett Favre, but I was the early part of Favre was very early in my sports fandom. Tom Brady is truly the, and, and it, Michael uh, Michael Jordan started his career right before I was born. Mm. The 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 most the the athlete. That started in my prime. I was a senior in high school when he won his first Super Bowl. You said my prime, my sports prime. Yeah. <laughs> Did you hear that stuff? My a prime. Of, a lot of things I'm my, catching kid on yeah, today. Yeah, yeah. It was so confident though. Yeah, my, prime. my prime. Hey, forget about Brady. Let's talk about my prime as a sports fan. <laughs> what was okay, that? my prime, my sports fan prime. Uh, but when he when he won his first title, I was 17 years old, and so. My sports consciousness was fully formed by that point. He is the only athlete, and like Jay, like we're going to end up saying that we were able to fully appreciate arguably the greatest athlete that's played organized professional sports in this country and did it all with fully formed sports brains. That's significant. Mm-hmm. So someone a generation before us who talks about Marino that way and raves about Marino that way, we're going to do that with, with Brady. Yeah. No matter what team you're a fan of. And I'm jealous of the people that got the full Jordan experience. Like, I'm jealous when my parents and uncles talk about, like, you know, living through and knowing Michael Jordan's not going to lose. It was awesome living in Chicago with that. That had to be amazing. Ugh. And I'm jealous of that because, I, again, I was born in 93, so I really missed it. Oh, you certainly. Yeah, yeah I, I didn't realize it. you were that much of a baby. Yeah, yeah. Man. I'm old as hell. <laughs> God, man. I'm just, you know, that our, that's why our sports experiences are different. Yeah. That's why you don't sure. know Beyonce's last name. Right, right. But yesterday, you think I was, what's Beyonce's last name? Keep in mind that I'm like nine years older than him. I'm like, oh, I forgot. 
Like, that's bad. And Stone just didn't know Stone it at didn't, all. He, he, thought, he thought Beyonce was Prince. Yeah, just Beyonce. Beyonce, no yeah. But you, you, this is like you. Um, you and me are similar in this spot where we're always going to remember Brady's Crazy. exploits. And there's still a nine-year age difference between us. And he still, we still fully forms sports it. brains. And to the point about Boston, to the point about Boston, there is a lot of anger coming out of Boston today because Tom Brady not once, not one single solitary word of the eight pages on Instagram, his retirement announcement, talked about the Patriots, talked about Belichick, talked about Kraft, talked about uh, Boston, Yeah, none of it. Patriots, New England. They are furious about it today. But I would argue that when he left New England, when he decided he was going elsewhere, he was going to enjoy free agency, he was going to leave Belichick, he penned the following. It wasn't eight pages, but he penned the following. This is... From March 19th of 2020. To all my teammates, coaches, executives, and staff, Coach Belichick and the Kraft family and the entire organization, I want to say thank you for the past 20 years of my life and the daily commitment to winning and creating a winning culture built on great values. I'm grateful to all that you have taught me. I have learned from everyone. You all have allowed me to maximize my potential, and that's all a player can ever hope for. Everything we've accomplished brings me great joy, and the lessons I've learned will carry on with me forever. I couldn't be the man I am today without the relationships you've allowed me to build with you. I've benefited from all you've given me. I cherished every opportunity I had to be a part of our team, and I love you all for that. Our team's always set a great standard in pro sports. I know it will continue to do just that. Although my football journey will take place elsewhere, I appreciate everything that we've achieved, and I'm grateful for our incredible team accomplishments. I've been privileged to have had the opportunity to know each and every one of you and to have the memories we've created together. Why does he have to rehash that in his retirement announcement? Doesn't that say it all? Just go back on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, just under two years ago. Yeah. It's right there. Not necessary. Stop being so sensitive. For a city that claims it's tough, they sure are soft when it comes to that. Tom Brady didn't mention us. Yeah. Don't do the forgotten X thing, Boston. It's the You're clam chowder, man. The clam chowder is making them soft. It makes you soft, yeah. man. I know they just went through a bad snowstorm, but have some toughness, man. Now that Brady's officially retired, you feel what? And did Brady owe the Patriots and Pats fans a mention in his retirement announcement? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And you can tweet at us, at KLV1063. Again, 888 888- 760-3776. Ken Levick Alive is presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. It's the GOAT. FAU.edu slash MBA Sport. The FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Just like Tom Brady, 22 years of guiding the sports executives of wow. tomorrow. As illustrious a career, a Hall of Fame career as Tom Brady. It's the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. This is your path to the sports industry. FAU.edu slash MBA Sport. That's FAU.edu slash MBA Sport. If you want to break, if you want to get into the sports industry, if you want to make the proper connections, I'm telling you, this is how you do it. And it's in your own backyard. FAU.edu slash MBA Sport. Get that MBA. It's internationally renowned in sport management at Florida Atlantic, fau.edu slash MBA sport, the FAU MBA sport management program. Now that Brady's officially retired, you feel what? Me? I feel uh, I-, I feel like we're opening a door now. I feel that now we can bring new names in. Theo's relieved because it went well. And Stone, he's blessed. 
Now that Brady's officially retired, you feel what? And did Tom Brady owe Boston and the Patriots a mention in his retirement announcement? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. He's Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. You are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Here's Ken LaVica. We are presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Visit fau.edu slash MBA sport. I am hopeful now that Tom Brady's officially retired and I forgot my own word uh, to describe my emotion about Brady before we went to break. (laughs) <laughs> it has re-entered my brain. I am hopeful now that Tom Brady's retired because this means we can really graduate on to the next generation of quarterback. And again, that's not meant to be disrespectful on a day where even if you can't stand Tom Brady, this isn't the day to like rail on him or go over the top. Like, yeah. oh, what a fraud, overrated. I mean, that would be a ridiculous, a ridiculous thought. Yeah, like nobody should bring up Spygate today. Or yeah, Deflategate. Or Deflategate. No, no, no. Nobody yeah. should bring up the fact that he liked to use an unfair advantage in inclement weather. He should. We should not bring that up, nor should no. we bring up the fact that he lost to Eli Manning twice in Super yeah, Bowls. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. We shouldn't bring that and, up. And we, we really shouldn't bring up the fact that he refused to shake Nick Foles' hand ever. Like, we right. should, those, this isn't the day to bring those things up. It's just not the time for no, that. No, I mean, no, no, Nick no. Foles outduels you in a Super Bowl yeah. in the brightest lights, but yeah. we should not talk about that right and, now. And, and, and this is not the day to talk about in that game Tom Brady dropping a, a, a pass that yeah. would have been a touchdown too. So, um, yeah, the- see, it's a day to appreciate Tom Brady. <laughs> Tom Brady retiring today. It's official. Adam Schefter, Jeff Darlington, as Theo and I knew was going to be the case, we're right. But I'm hopeful now that Tom Brady's retired. Uh, we can really fully move on to the Mahomes of the world to the Justin Herberts of the world, uh, to uh, Joe Burrow, to these quarterbacks, the next generation. Uh, I, I actually, I like Theos, though. I like your relieved because it was smooth. It was yeah. clean. We're not going to look back and say, what a disaster Tom Brady's final moments were in the NFL. It was actually, we look on it and we say, he kind of, like, he didn't win, but he went out on top as much as you can without yeah. winning a big game. It was a great dismount. I mean, I think it's Jerry Seinfeld that says the number one rule in showbiz is go out on top. Yeah. Go out while you're out. Like, and don't, he did. don't wait too late. Yeah. Um, and he did it the right way. It's so just, I like that. It just feels like the right time, right? It feels like the right time for all of this. Jay is in Brooklyn. Jay is on Ken Levick Alive. What's going on, Jay? Uh, I'll actually poke up, but uh, I got the single best word, and that's melancholy. Melancholy, that is a really good word. Explain, please, Jay. <laughs> <laughs> well, also, you, you know, part of it is, you know, you're sad that you're not going to see him yeah. make a comeback. You know, he started out, is this guy going to actually win this game from that to how is he going to win this game? Yeah. 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 Me- yeah. Melancholy, Chris. You're right. Look, I'm an Oakland Raider fan, so, you know, <laughs> I hate him because, <laughs> of the, because of the tuck rule, but... You know, they were started at all, but, you know, I, I, I feel melancholy. That's what I feel. That's actually, one, that's a great word, and I appreciate the vernacular. Yeah. Uh, so that's credit in and of itself. But I do, I cannot pass up this opportunity. You as a Raiders fan, what did you think of Josh McDaniels yesterday at the introductory press conference for the Raiders admitting that he thought that the tuck rule play was actually a fumble? Mm. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I think, 
you know, they're going backwards. He was terrible. He was the, he was the head coach in Denver, right? Yep, he was. He was. That didn't go particularly yeah. well. No, and so why would you, you know, I would want another way, so I'm not too excited. All right, Jay, appreciate that. I don't know what he said the last part. Yeah, I don't either. Yeah. He, he lost his thesaurus, I think, so he yeah, ran out well, of gas. Well, once he hit melancholy, he ran out of gas. He said he's not too excited about Josh McDaniels. Oh, I, I think he'll be fine. Yeah. He'll be fine. I mean, yeah, he's fine. I mean, it's, it's the Raiders. I mean, yeah, he's no Mike McDaniel. But he's... <laughs> I want to bring up Theo's point. Two weeks ago, you said, you know, Brady's going to go out like Jordan, and he's going to come back. It would be nice to come back. He's to not Las coming Vegas. back. I know, I know. I'm just saying I, to that point. To, with Josh McDaniels reuniting in Las Vegas, oh. another big city like that would be cool. I don't think. I didn't see back. a Josh McDaniels thank you in the retirement announcement. Didn't see that. Yeah. So I don't think he's coming back. I'm sure they texted. <laughs> you think you're sure they texted? Could you imagine? Like, think about Michael, who came back in a Wizards uniform. How weird it felt, and how weird it it, it looked. So story about MJ. Uh, he, this was probably three or four years after retirement from the Wizards. I worked in a country club, uh, just outside of Chicago and he came in, it was a really rainy day, but he had come in and flown in from Vegas with a couple of buddies and they were going to play a couple of rounds in Medina, which is the big time major holding club had water standing. So they had closed down the course that day, but our country club, which is like 10 minutes away was still open. So he came and played with all of his buddies and I got to go out on the course with him. It was awesome. It was one of the, the highlight days of my life. But, man, I tell you, in the three years from retirement to when I saw him that day, let's just put it this way. He was not in playing shape yeah. any longer. I mean, <laughs> not even close to playing shape any longer. So, Brady, how do we feel about what he's going to do to his body? Because he's been living off of kale and supplements for the last decade right. or so. Is he going to get full-fledged fat? Like blimp? Like hairy, pimply, just go greasy, go insane? Or do you think he's still going to be eating kale? I think he gets even more ripped up off the TB12 method. I think it's the only thing he's going to be pushing but for the next coming years. Why would you keep using the TB12 method if you're not a competitive athlete anymore? Who do you have to, What's he proving anymore? Does he just enjoy it? I wonder that for real. Like, does he just, is he that much of a freak where he enjoys putting himself through that? Because he might. He might. Seems like it. I wouldn't be shocked if it happened. I wouldn't be shocked if he stayed in shape. And the reason why I thought the comeback might happen is you already know they're going to be reaching out. Because, again, it's not like he's Phillip Rivers and he went out and it's kind of like, is he still good? Yeah. Or Drew Brees where it's like, oh, we know he's not good. He went out as the NFL's passing yards leader. He's also going to be 44 in August. So, or 45 in August. A hypothetical similar like to what Stone said. Philip Rivers had nine kids he wanted to get away from. <laughs> yeah. yeah he's, he had to he get like, Please sign me. I don't <laughs> care if I break my femur. Yeah. But I just think, I think it, it's just, we can't rule it out is all I'll say. Now, after all of this, after this like four to five day debacle of is he retired, is he not, or it felt like that long at least, I don't think he'll be coming back. But again, I wouldn't rule it out. They didn't think Jordan would come back to the Wizards like that. I mean, that was like a five-year gap, right? But he had already come back from one retirement. Right. Like, this is – he's, he's going to be 45 in a contact sport. Yeah, like, but – I just I – don't, I, don't, I don't see it. Right. I hate the fact that you're opening this door because you know what? <laughs> There's a bunch of other people thinking the same thing. And I, I, I am hopeful that this is it for Brady. Yeah. Stop ruining my hopeful thought, I my just, emotion. I think if you're an NFL team, you would be doing yourself a disservice if you're like the Broncos or whatnot, if you didn't build your team in a way over this next year and purport yourself to be a team that Brady would feel like, okay, 
If I stepped in there, for sure I'm a Super Bowl contender. Again, I don't think it's happening, but I, teams are going to reach out. You know that much at least. Yeah, they'll, they'll gauge interest. Speaking of the Broncos, maybe we can ask Justin Simmons mm. about how he feels about the Broncos reaching out to Tom Brady because Justin Simmons, the, uh, the safety fourth in the league in interceptions this season, the Martin County product, he's going to join us next here on Ken LeVick Alive because he has faced Joe Burrow. He has faced the Rams. He faced Brady. Yeah. So we'll get scouting reports and thoughts on all of those and you know what? I like the hypothetical. It may cause him to hang up. Yeah. But <laughs> we'll save it for I'll the last let you, yeah, yeah, I'll let you pose the Tom Brady <laughs> hypothetical, okay? Justin Simmons, Martin County product and an outstanding one of the top safeties in the NFL joins us here next on Ken Levick Alive. He's Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. You are listening to Ken Levick Alive on ESPN 106.3. Here's Ken Lavica. Tom Brady, done for real this time. No pushback, and he did it again, Theo, in an eight-page Instagram manifesto. Yeah. Did you read the whole thing? I finally did right before the show. Okay. When I first saw it, I kind of had that feeling. I don't know if you've seen it on Twitter, like, uh, I'm not reading all that, bro, but <laughs> but sorry for you or congratulations, yeah. but <laughs> I'm not reading it all It was that. long. It was yeah. long. Uh, so Tom Brady's done. Uh, Ken Levick Alive, by the way, presented by... The FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Visit fau.edu slash MBA sport. The last time I talked to our next guest here on Ken Levick Alive was uh, at Super Bowl Media Day. Uh, leading into the Chiefs and the 49ers and so it was good I was able to see Justin Simmons face and we sat down and chatted and caught up I covered him when he was in high school at Martin County and then the world shut down after that but it's good to hear from him he is coming off of yet another stellar year uh, with the Denver Broncos five interceptions tied for fourth in the league that's five last year for the year before he is rolling and he joins us here on Ken Levick Alive Justin Simmons here with us Justin uh, I know you're uh, you're out west so uh, good morning to you thanks for making some time and I, I understand your skiing do you ski or snowboard what's the go-to for Justin Simmons <laughs> thanks guys for having me on um yeah, I don't. I don't do either. I kind of just uh, laugh at everyone else when go. they go skiing or snowboarding. That's kind of what I do. Yeah, you uh, you have the moneymaker body you got to take care of. I think you're making the uh, the wise decision there. Uh, congratulations <laughs> on a uh, another great season. We love watching you, of course, down here. One of our own, just absolutely excellent. And a uh, a new coach now uh, in Denver as well. Have you talked to the the new guy in charge out there yet? Yeah, yeah, Coach uh, Coach Hackett. I'm really excited, man. I think uh, you know, I think he's going to be great. Um, just had the opportunity. I, I FaceTimed him right after his uh, his press conference in Denver, and uh, it was a brief conversation. But you could just tell, you know, in the few minutes that we spoke, he was very energetic. Uh, he had a lot of juice, and you, anytime I've, I've talked to a few guys over in, in Green Bay that obviously have played with him the last few years, and um, they always, they always are reemphasizing how great of a how great of a not only a coach but a, a but a person he is, and he's just a tremendous leader. So I'm really excited, you know, for him and and his uh, and his tenure in Denver. Yo, Justin, this is Theo here. I, uh, I'm, this is a bit of a dopey question here, but 
I always wonder how that works. I mean, of course, you're like the all-pro safety, so you get the head coach's number when he first walks <laughs> in. But, like, the third-string guy, does he get his number? Can he FaceTime yeah. him right after the press conference? Like, what's the what hierarchy? What are the levels to this? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the levels, yeah, there's, there's levels to this right now. I'm uh, – <laughs> Uh, honestly, that, that's a that's a good question. I'm sure um, you know we have a we have a really. I haven't been anywhere else, you know, fortunately, and uh, we have a really good um, organization. It's just ran really well, and so I'm sure if like a guy, if like a you know, if a practice squad guy or whoever wanted to reach out and, and talk to Coach Hackett, you know, they would make him. Uh, you know, they'd be able to get him his number, and, and they'd be able to call. Um, you know, they had a few of us. You know, a few of the starters. Uh, you know, asked if we were available to go ahead and get a FaceTime call because they, they, our media, our media team does a good job of doing like you know promotional videos. They sure. do like YouTube diary stuff, and so they they captured all that. Um, actually, just recently on the you know the the latest episode they dropped, so they do a good job. Uh, Justin Simmons Foundation has in uh, Vanit Mash uh, Mansion at Chuckahoe Jensen Beach. That's March 10th. So stay tuned for more information on that. But Justin Simmons, the Justin Simmons Foundation, obviously Justin Simmons is uh, three years running now, a finalist for the Walter Payton Man of the Year Award. That'll be given out next Thursday. Ken Levick alive. Theodore CWP TV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. Stone Lebanowitz, Friday Night Lights uh, with us here as well. And uh, I-, I do real quick before uh, Stone jumps in here, Justin, I know you didn't play against Stone in high school. He was at South Fork. You at Martin County, the famous Martin Bull. But you've seen him play quarterback an awful lot. What is, uh, from an old pro safety, uh, what is a scouting report on Stone Lebanowitz, the quarterback edition? Oh, God. <laughs> oh, yeah. The good, the good old quarterback edition of it. Uh, Stone, man, Stone, I can remember, uh, you know, there was a time where I, I got to watch Stone play for, for a while, and he played against um, he played against Nate a little bit, my middle brother, and then, obviously, um, you know, Tristan, my youngest brother, and, um, you know, him and Tristan played together a good bit. Stone, Stone man was always, uh, you know, he was always like that, that you could never rattle him, no matter what was going on. You know, he was, he was that tough kid, um, was going to make all the throws, you know, in the games. He always was going to find ways to like will his team to win. Um, just like the ultimate competitor, you know, that, that's, that's something that I always saw from him and he never backed down no matter what. You know who he was facing, who he was going up against, and so I feel I feel like that's one of the the biggest compliments you can you can receive as a player yeah. just being like the ultimate competitor. I You're love that, money, baby. That's high praise. Yeah. And never rattled. I, I wish that would translate to running a radio <laughs> right? board, right? Like, where's yeah. the, where did that go, Stone? <laughs> yeah. yeah, quarterback this Stone and producer Stone and co-host Stone are very different people. <laughs> Got happy feet in the pocket now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Head on a swivel. What's going on, Stone? Justin, you were just rattling all that off, and they were just eye rolling. They were hating on it. <laughs> I, I thought, you know, I appreciate the praise though from somebody at least. I a few questions though Justin I mean seriously all this going on with the Super Bowl I'm sure Ken will ask you something about Tom Brady in a second but I'm really curious about Joe Burrow we spoke about him the other day on the show I know you played him in week 15 of this season and it wasn't a win and if I remember correctly it was the game that Teddy Bridgewater actually went down and Drew Locke had to come finish the game but what is it about Joe Burrow what do you see on film what about his confidence what makes him so good why is he in the damn Super Bowl yeah, that's a great question. I think, uh, honestly, like watching him and then having the chance to go up against him, uh, there, there are some things that we did defensively that we felt like were going to be really challenging, you know, for him, especially a guy that is so used to having, you know, the big plays, right? I mean, he has Jamar Chase, 
you know, Tyler Boyd, uh, T. Higgins, I mean, Joe Mixon in the running game. Uh, there's so many weapons that he has. And so, you know, for us, we were like, well, let's see if we can take away the big play and see if he'll, if he'll take what we're giving him, right? Like that's one of the – I feel like that's one of the hardest things for a quarterback like him uh, to do is just to, to, get, to take what the defense is giving you. And that's a lot of what we did when we played against him. And um, I feel like that's what makes him special, though. He, he, he knows when he needs to check the ball down. He knows when he needs to get rid of the football. And then he knows when he can take a big shot to one of his playmakers. And it's those decisions, you know, every, and, and you know, Stone, those decisions as a split, you know, in a split second that a quarterback has to make, uh, which makes you special. And it's especially hard when you have the talent, um, obviously around you, but also the talent in yourself, you know, to make the throws. And you know you can make um, these, these tight windows fit and things like that. Um, I feel like that's what makes them special, and that's why we're seeing – you know, um, a young but talented, you know, Cincy team in the in the Super Bowl. Two-time Broncos All-Pro safety, Pro Bowler Justin Simmons with us here on ESPN 106.3. Taking time off in the Broncos' offseason. He is a Pro Bowl alternate uh, in uh, about uh, a week's time here. Uh, Ken Levick alive with Theodore CWP TV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29, and Stone Lebanowitz Friday Night Lights. Uh, let's speak about Tom Brady real quick because it finally is official. He is, he is done. Uh, he is retiring. Uh, but we've been asking the question, now that Brady is officially retired, you feel what? It's one thing for us dopes to have emotions and thoughts about Tom Brady retiring, but what about you, someone who has shared the field with him, competed against him, seen him in a season where he eventually won the Super Bowl? What do you feel now that Brady's officially retired? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I feel bittersweet, I guess. Yeah. You know, for me, for me, it's like, as a you know, as a competitor, you know, and 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 Brady being, you know, one of the best, if not the best, you know, quarterback to to play in the National Football League. You know, as a competitor, you want to always go up against that type of guy, right? Always challenging you. Um, like I said, obviously, you know, one of the best, if not the best. And then, you know, on the flip side, it's like, you know, I've played him, I think, uh, three times now, and. Um, haven't beaten them. And so, you know, on the flip side, it's also like, okay, cool, finally, like I don't have to worry about, uh, you know, <laughs> taking another L or anything <laughs> like that. Um, so, I mean, but but in all seriousness, though, like, you know, it, 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 it's bittersweet because it's so sad to see someone like him go. I mean, just great for our league, great in the competitive standpoint and always pushing teams, you know, to their absolute best. Obviously, he does that for the team he plays for, but anytime you're preparing for a, for a Tom Brady-led team, um, it, it, it forces and demands you to be on your absolute best, and I think that's what I'm going to miss the most, um, you know, going up against him. Now, Justin, you know, I have to be the one to ask the question here. Uh, I had this theory that <laughs> a la Michael Jeffrey Jordan, Tom Brady might do a retire, take a year off, comeback type thing. Do you, am I crazy, am I crazy, or do you think it really is curtains for that guy, or is there a chance with the, the kind of freak he is with the TB12 method, he's probably going to stay in shape, that a year from now he might be reentering free agency and looking at teams like, you know, Vegas, Denver, you know, any place that's set up for a QB? You specifically said Denver. So I just said Denver, yeah. What's up, Justin? Just, just talk to <laughs> me, man. Am I crazy? Am I crazy? <laughs> um, I don't think I don't think you're crazy. I don't think it's crazy to you know to have those uh, to have those thoughts floating around. I mean, um, 
you know, just a year ago, he's talking about how he could feel like he could keep playing for another, you know, four or five years. Um, and then, you know, now this year, you know, obviously he's, he's officially announced that he's retiring. But I think we've seen a, I think we've seen some guys over the years that have announced retirement, and then you know, after sitting on it for a while and actually realizing, like, man, I, I don't want to be retired. They end up coming back and. Right. But but you never know. I mean, there could be some things, uh, you know, on the mental side, uh, you know, on, on, on the mental side that he might be dealing with. Um, obviously, playing quarterback for 20-plus years, you know, that's physically demanding as well. So there could be some lingering, ongoing things that are going there, too. So I guess you never know. But I'll, I'll always say, like, it's never out there to, to think that he could come back. Stone, I don't know about you, but I'm going to write that down as Justin Simmons endorses a Tom Brady to the Broncos. How about that? I mean, yeah. we could. Yeah. We, we could clickbait yeah. that. There was a few things <laughs> in there. We are just kidding. I promise, Justin. Uh, I, I do want to ask you this, because in your division is Justin Herbert. And oh, yeah. in your division is Patrick Mahomes. And once you guys get over the hump and you will and you get into the postseason, it's not just those two, but it's also Joe Burrow. And it's Josh Allen. You willingly signed another contract to play with the Broncos in that division and in that conference. Justin Simmons, what is the matter with you? Oh, what do you mean? As the <laughs> as ultimate, ultimate competitor, man, those are the guys right. you want to go against, All right? right? All so, right. the... Uh, yeah, I mean the the our division is our division is special, um, and um, you know I, I like it because it, it, it's demanding. Obviously, it's a, it's an offensive led league, right? Like you know, a lot of the times if if you're not if you don't have a good quarterback play, nine times out of ten, you know you're not going to be in in many games. But the the thing that I like is the challenge from a defensive standpoint. Like every everyone wants the you know the big numbers, the big plays, you know, the, the a lot of points scored, and obviously we're seeing quarterbacks left and right that are able to produce you know, all the ones that you just named. Um, and so, you know, for, for me, it's like week in and week out. You know, there's a prime time, you know, quarterback sure. matchup. Sure. And that, you know, you, you got to be on your absolute best. And if you want to say you're one of the best in the league at what you do or your defense is one of the best in the league, uh, you know, you got to be able to prove it week in and week out. And obviously I'm biased, but, you know, in a division like ours, there's, you know, there's no better way to test that um, than in the AFC West. And so... Um, it was a no-brainer, you know, to, to be able to come back and, and to compete against them. And I want to be one of the reasons we break that 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 trend. Um, you know, that obviously things have been not as great out here, um, you know, as of recent. But uh, I want to be one of the reasons, you know, from a defensive standpoint that we kind of break that. Let's go, Justin Simmons. I got goosebumps for real. I love that. I love it. I love it. Justin, before we get you out of here, um, I gotta ask, how's Tristan, your little brother, one of my best friends? How's he look on the slopes? I guarantee you, he's <laughs> never skied or snowboarded before. I guarantee it. <laughs> nah, he hasn't. Um, it's great. He uh, he ends up going, or he went. He went. He went a little bit today. He's going to get going tomorrow. I couldn't go out today, but I have some of his buddies. I told him to shoot me some videos and, and photos, and I can I can almost guarantee. Now I haven't seen any live footage yet, but I can almost guarantee he was absolutely miserable. I mean. <laughs> Probably one of the worst, if not the worst, out there. I know. Not because of lack of talent, but just because it's that hard. And so I'm I can't wait to see the videos and confirm that. I'm picturing him on the bunny slopes right now. I can see it. And I also asked for videos, pictures and videos, and I have gotten zero. So I'm <laughs> There's with a you. reason for that, probably. Oh, yeah. Definitely a reason for that. I'm sure you're getting, you know, 
internet connection out here is not great. I'll send it as soon as I can. Exactly. All that stuff. <laughs> Justin, really appreciate you. We're super proud of you down here, of course. You know that. And uh, have a, a great off season, a safe off season. And uh, here's to uh, you winning that Walter Payton Man of the Year award in a couple of days. Congrats on the year again, and uh, we'll catch up as we get through the off season. Okay. Yeah, thank you guys so much again. I really appreciate the time and having me on. It's always a pleasure, and um, hopefully we'll be able to do it here again soon in the future. And I appreciate you, Stone. All love, man. Absolutely. Thanks, brother. That is Justin Simmons, again, the Martin County legend and uh, the Denver Broncos two-time All-Pro player, the Pro Bowler, the starting safety. Uh, Broncos fans hearing that? from uh, Justin Simmons. I mean, they should be fired up. That dude is just the realest deal. We appreciate him coming on here on Ken LeVick Alive. And I want to make sure one more time we mention the event that he has coming up on March 10th. The Justin Simmons Foundation Mansion at Tuckahoe is where this is going to be in Jensen Beach. So uh, keep a lookout for details on that. Justin Simmons Foundation. I have a feeling there's probably going to be some big names that are going to be a part of uh, of that event there in Jensen Beach. All right. Uh, we have a lot to do. Tom Brady has retired. Uh, we continue to talk about it. We'll have an abridged listening lunch. We have a lot to do. Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. Stone Labanowitz, Friday Night Lights. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106. From the Anajar and Levine Studios on Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 1063. Here's Ken LaVica. If you missed any uh, Broncos safety, the All Pro and Martin County product, Justin Simmons, make sure to hit up the Ken LaVica Live podcast wherever you get your podcast. It is free. It is there for you. It is gift-wrapped for your enjoyment every single day. The Ken LeVick Alive podcast, wherever you get your podcasts for free. Again, Ken LeVick Alive is presented by... The FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Visit fau.edu slash MBA sport. Listening lunch in just a couple of seconds. Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. Stone Labanowitz, Friday Night Lights, running things. I'm Ken LeVick. Tom Brady is retired. Tom Brady is done. Uh, Forget about, as we heard Saturday night, in response to the initial report that Tom Brady was retiring, not even close to making a decision. (laughs) No, he was actually really, really close, and it was all posturing at, at this point. Now, one thing I've been wondering, Theo, is why, why did it play out the way that it did? And my I suspect there was going to be this grand rollout, this highly produced rollout, this retirement video, or as Evan Cohen, uh, he mused yesterday, maybe the next Man in the Arena episode was going to be the retirement episode. But once Schefter and Darlington, whoever leaked to them that Brady had made his decision, or these projects were in the works, because it could have been either one. Yeah. Like, say a couple of people know that something's being produced, put together, they leak it. That's enough right there, as long as there's more than one source to say, yeah, Tom Brady's retiring, because he's not doing that yeah. unless it's it's imminent. Uh, and, and so I wonder if that sort of expedited the timeline, and Brady just said, you know what, forget it. I'll make the announcement. I don't feel like my phone blowing up for another two weeks at this point. Let's just take care of it now that we're a day outside of the conference championship games. I'll have the full news cycle. People can pay respects to me, and then it's done. Right, and this this was the best time outside of the whole you know hijacking the first day of Black History Month thing that we 
talked about this. <laughs> oh man, that, it's so true. I'm not going to forgive him for that. Yeah. But it is it is the best time because again, we have that two week span between now and the Super Bowl. I mean, nobody really cares that much about the Pro Bowl like that. So if he has the conversation for this week, and he knows it had to happen eventually, so we could talk Brady this week, get back to Super Bowl coverage, and it gives us honestly more because. Two weeks straight of talking just Super Bowl, especially when it's Bengals, Rams, and not like Rams, yeah. Chiefs. You know what it does? It sucks. Yeah, it's yeah. tough. Yeah. So we got something more to talk about. Thanks, Brady. I actually want to believe that he did it for Sports Talk Radio. Yeah. He did it in the morning, too. Yeah. So he knew he knew that, hey, you know, the, the, the storylines are all going to be about the NFC and AFC championship games on Monday. I've been around the radio medium long enough to know that, hey, it kind of lags off on Tuesdays, so you know what? Here you go, sports talkers. Tom, we appreciate you. It's my guy. We appreciate you. Thanks, Tommy. Yeah, thank you, Tommy. Much, <laughs> uh, much appreciated, my friend. Or he was in cahoots with Schefter in Darlington and leaked it to them and said, hey, put it out there, and then I'll let it linger dramatically for a couple of days so you guys stay in the spotlight mm. and then I'll prove you correct but it's not too far after to where people forget where the story actually came from and you guys get vindicated yeah because they look like geniuses yeah. legends now and we knew they were right right we knew they were right uh it's it's just that it, it took a couple of days and I do hope that those who were taking great enjoyment on dunking <laughs> on Adam Schefter especially realize Oh, yeah, he's one of the best in the game. Yeah, not a good idea. Yeah, not a good idea. Like, he's right 95% of the time, and he wasn't going to miss on uh, on this one. Absolutely not. Ken Levick alive here on ESPN 106. Three time now for the listening lunch. The audio you need to hear, and we discuss it during your lunch break on ESPN 106.3. Tom Brady didn't mention the Patriots. Tom Brady didn't mention Bill Belichick in his retirement message. Oh, no. New England's been flat out freaking out. Yeah. Just freaking out this morning. You name the radio station. You name the media personality. You name the fan. They're downright offended that in that eight-page retirement announcement on Instagram that there was no mention of New England, the fans, the Patriots. Just for reference, Brady, before the Week 4 Sunday night game against the, the, the Patriots this season, he, uh, he was asked about the prospect of signing a one-day contract and retiring as a New England Patriot, and uh, here, was, here was his response. Are you offering me a one-day contract? Or did he offer me that? He didn't offer me that, so I still got some time left with the Bucks, and like I said, really enjoying that. And uh, we got a lot to accomplish this year. It's a tough, challenging year. It's a marathon of the season. Um, it's only four games in. There's a lot of football to be played. Um, it feels good to win on the road, so it's Happy we did that, and uh, I appreciate all you guys for keeping you guys late. And uh, to all my friends here, good luck to you guys. Have a great year, and I'll see you down the road. And so it was completely non-committal, right? As it should be. He's a Buccaneer. He is a Buccaneer, and especially at that time, they were like gearing up to play the Patriots, right? Uh, yeah. I think that was post game. That was post game. Yeah, that was yeah. right after. So yeah, you can't. That's you, weird to say you're going to do that in that moment. Yeah. Uh, now take solace. All you freaking out Patriots fans. This from Wes Goldberg on Twitter. Okay? Wes Goldberg, part of uh, the Athletic NBA show. He says that Tom Brady's planning to sign a one-day contract with the New England Patriots and retire with the franchise with which he played for for 20 years. He spoke with Robert Kraft this morning. He'll fly to Massachusetts for a ceremony. Now, 
I would prefer to see it from like, oh, I don't know, an Adam Schefter <laughs> yeah. or a Jeff Darlington. But I also think that that's probably how this goes down, right? He's he not, he not going to completely turn his back on the Patriots. We knew that he's going to retire as a Patriot. He's going to the Hall of Fame as a Patriot. I, it's, it's, people just want to look at something and dig and dig and dig and think that there's something there. No, Tom Brady had no reason to sit there and go crazy about the Patriots because he's going to dedicate a whole damn day to them. Right, and and also he paid respect to Tampa Bay because he is a member of the Buccaneers right now. Like As he retires and steps away from football this offseason, he's not leaving the Patriots. He did that two years ago. He is leaving the Tampa Bay Buccaneers locker room. So I think he did want to make this specifically about Tampa Bay, but yeah. he had two great years there. Absolutely. And won a Super Bowl like, so it's love. He has since posted on Instagram a photo of him on a double decker boat with six Super Bowl championships. It looks like he is leaving Florida and sailing into the sunset. I tagged the Patriots and said I couldn't have dreamed of a better ride. There's six trophies? I thought I counted seven in that picture. One, two, three, four. Oh, you're right. There is a seventh one tucked behind the fourth one. Yeah, seven trophies. Um, and then it's one of those duck boats that he's on. And again, this is this is media in 2022. <laughs> Me just describing <laughs> Instagram photos, cryptic Instagram pictures. But then he also retweeted Robert Kraft's message congratulating Tom Brady. And uh, he said, quote, thank you, Patriots Nation. I'm beyond grateful. Love you all. He's executing this so well. Yeah, he's doing a great job. But that makes me wonder. Evan Cohen tweeted two minutes ago. And again, you hear him 1155, 550. Every day here on ESPN 106.3. The concept of retirement is so foreign to Brady and, quote, quitting is something that he has never done before in his life that he's found the one thing he seemingly is not perfect at, retiring. What's he not doing well with this, though? Well, I think it's just because... The timing got thrown off. The the time... Well, that was was a Schefter just being good at his job in Darlington. I think Evan is just still kind of shook and, and kind of like, you know, his fingers are still trembling. I'm surprised he's able to tweet right now. Yeah. And get it because he's hurt by Brady leaving, so he's not able to think right. I just think he's he, he's doing this fine. It's doing good. He's doing just fine. Is it a little bit clunky? Sure. Did he need to mention the Patriots in the imis- initial message? No. Absolutely, unequivocally not. Yeah. He's not a Patriot right yeah. now. Right. He's a Buck. Right. Yeah, he's a Buck. Exactly. Yeah. And he'll retire a Patriot, and then everybody will be happy up in New England. Did we did we think this was going to go smooth? Ever him retiring? No. I think it's solid. Though. I think he's I mean, doing I mean, fine. In first place. No, he's doing awesome. I'm yeah, like, yeah. Did we ever think it was just going to go smooth, one and done? No. No, probably not. Too many people care. Too many people are yeah, like locked care. in. He's the most focused in athlete in the history of this country. Yeah. You know, other than M. Jeff. Yeah. Other than other than M. Jeff. I like that you call him M. Jeff. Too. I like that a lot. Yeah, because Michael Jeffrey Jordan. I love all three of those together. <laughs> we don't do that enough here. Michael Jeffrey Jordan. Yeah. M. Jeff. That's my guy. Yeah. Uh, Ken Levick alive here on ESPN 106.3, listening lunch. Friday Night Lights, where are we going to next? What is the next clip here? Let's check out nerdy or cool Joe Burrow oh, talking yeah. about his jewelry. Yeah, so so yesterday we had a big, 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 big conversation about uh, whether or not Joe Burrow was cool or he's awkward cool. And I'm in the, the vast minority yeah. of those who think he's just awkward, nerdy cool. Uh, Theo says his Q rating on black Twitter, which is really how you gauge cool, yeah. he's cool. He's smooth. He's all. He's the real deal. Stone says the same thing. Almost everybody I talked to yesterday about it, I actually got a lot of feedback about that. Uh, (laughs) Positive. I thought it might be negative, but saying, no, he's legit cool. Here is the famous chain question and response when asked if that was a fake or real chain that he wore to the AFC championship game. 
Joe, being a good reporter, I've got to ask about the jewels. Are they real? And what are they? And did you sense an opening at the end of the first half when the Chiefs didn't get at least three points? They're definitely real. I think <laughs> I make too much money to have fake ones, so... You know, these are real. Uh, <laughs> I thought about this one. This is probably my favorite uh, outfit of the year. Um, yeah, I was excited about this one. It's got rock, the rock vibes. Yeah, I'll take that. I'll take that for sure. Big shout out there. So that, that was a smooth answer. Um, also, he did say he was excited about putting that outfit together. Mm-hmm. Like you said, he, yeah. he, he had thought it out. Yeah, but, but the Stone's theory was that his his teammates his boys were were dressing him so that would blow up that theory if he's the one putting his outfits together which also then means it completely derails mine that I, he's nerdy cool i think <laughs> I, I think joe burrow is put because also his outfits though they're nice and it's very simple it's not like he's out here wearing like cam newton style you're not stuff von miller s von miller yeah. russell westbrook yeah. like it feels like it's him is just more suave. Like it, it has it it's has subtle. elevated. Yeah, yeah. It's he, subtle but classy. Yeah. Yesterday, Josh going to the home team were on the opposite side of the spectrum that we were. They were calling him lame, fake fur. They said it wasn't suave. Said he was nerdy. It, it was tough. I, it well, was tough for me to listen to. Josh is a hater though. Is Josh it? is yeah. mad because he can't get to that level of cool. See, this is what I like about Ken. Ken is like, I I want to know what it is about Joe Burrow. Yeah. And how he is yeah, right, right, right. I want to know. I want to take notes. I want to yeah. try and strive to be that. You know what's happening with Josh? His run with the pink suit is starting to peter Ooh. out. <laughs> he's getting jealous. He's yeah. like, what? The, the pink suit's getting stale. <laughs> and now he's he's got uh, he's got some jealousy issues with uh, with. I'm jealous because I just I wish I was as cool as Joe Burrow. Yeah. Josh is jealous because the pink suit thing starting to taper off. Yeah. Yeah, uh, no pun intended, right? No, taper, uh, taper, 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 yep. taper. He did it. He Let's did it go. Right uh, by the way, what a deflating day Bong. this is for the NFL. It is. Oh, Tommy, Tommy Deflate. Yep, Tommy Deflate. Tommy Deflate. That's right. Killer Big Alive. Do we have another? Do we have another piece of audio for listening lunch? I mean, let's keep it Tom Brady asking. Go okay. to Josh McDaniels and what he said about the Tuck Rule. Oh yes, 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 yes. New Las Vegas Raiders head coach Jack Mc, uh, Josh McDaniels. Not, what? Not wow. Jack McDaniels or Josh McDaniels? If Josh his name McDaniels. was Josh McDaniels, I would want him to coach my team. That's a dope name. <laughs> that is a dope name. Josh You're right. Uh, Josh McDaniels. Uh, he, for years, he has been the guy. He has been the guy who, uh, one of the the key figures in protecting the Patriots' legacy, that includes the tuck rule. That includes the play that arguably made the Patriots' dynasty. Listen to this from his introductory press conference yesterday to take over the team that fell victim to the tuck rule. Uh, And I know that the greatness of the Raiders is in its future, and I can't wait to get started. So... Before, before we get to questions, I just want to say one thing. When I met Josh on Saturday, um, we, we met in the hallway as we were passing. It was before the uh, interview process was going to start. And uh, I said, hey, I introduced myself and everything. And he said, he looked me in the eye and he said, there's one thing. It was a fumble. <laughs> so Raider Nation, if you're worried, he's already come over to the dark side. <laughs> yep. So there it is. Do you think, because there's a tuck rule documentary that is on its way, uh, do you think Tom Brady, now that he's retired, will own up to the tuck rule being a fumble like Josh McDaniels did? 
That's going to be interesting because it's going to be Brady and Woodson, right? Yeah. On it. Yeah. I, February 6th, I believe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I'm interested to see that. I think Tom Brady does still strike me as the guy that's going to stick to his guns. Okay. Um, so I don't think he'll relent on it, but I think Charles Woodson is obviously going to have an opinion. I think it. in the documentary, Charles and Tom will probably sit down and talk about it. Yeah. Well, I think Charles Woodson in the trailer for it already said <laughs> yeah. that it was a flat out fumble. It was clearly a fumble. I think Brady Brady's kind of real. Like, I think he'll, for sure. he'll, he won't outright admit it was a fumble, but he'll do that dimpled smile while yeah, he's saying true. it. And I can then already see it. We'll know. Yeah, that's exactly how that's going to go down. Hey, real quick, I want to uh, catch up with uh, my co-host on the boardroom presented by the Honda Classic Wednesday, 6 o'clock here on ESPN 106.3. It's the only sports business radio show in this entire damn state of Florida. Rick Harrow, the sports professor, here with us. A couple of minutes on Ken Levick Alive. Actually, let's go ahead and uh, get Rick back on here. But uh, it was the sports business club of the palm beaches at palm beach kennel club uh earlier this afternoon and so theo because tom brady retires and tom brady has a a a big time brand obviously tb12 and we've been asking whether or not he's actually going to keep to the fitness Mm. that made him famous almost as much as being a football player Uh, i did want to bring rick in to talk about this because this is a momentous sports business day and rick caro joins us here on ken levick alive first of all do we give him the article uh, uh, with my face on the cover oh yeah 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 rick rick are you there he's ordering got it uh, yeah, I'm here. All right, beautiful. Rick. Hi. Uh, so, Rick Harrow, yeah. uh, the Sports Business Club of the Palm Beaches at PBKC this afternoon, a, a focus on, on college sports. Before we get to that and we talk a little bit about that, I do want to ask you, Tom Brady retires today. This time, it's actually uh, for real. Uh, we had a legitimate discussion. Now that Tom Brady, the ultimate in fitness, he's made a brand around it, TB12. Uh, is he going to get fat and dumpy now, or do you think that he continues on with his health kick? What's what's in the best interest for Tom Brady? All I need to say is, take a look at his family life and his marriage. Would you get fat and dumpy for that? <laughs> Are you kidding me? Uh, Come on, man. Yeah, I know. I, know. I mean, really. We are. Right? We- I mean, he doesn't. Yeah, we are looking at a, a a player that is arguably the greatest athlete of all time. Not just football player, but athlete of all time. It happened with us with fully formed sports brains. So many are going to remember now all of Tom Brady's career. When we think about his legacy, I mean, this is going to end up being right up there with the Muhammad Ali's of the world, right? Some of the biggest names that that we've ever encountered. This is a name that'll last forever, right? Well, yes, and by the way, I, I have a feeling that, uh, minus social media and the hundreds of millions of people, this is what it was like when Babe Ruth retired, or, you know, we don't know that Tiger Woods officially retires mm-hmm. yet, but we'll see it. We have the best people um, to ever play their respective games, and it even transcends that, and, uh, you know, you knew it was going to happen I was kind of holding out hope that Brady would say, you know, they screwed up my retirement. I'm going to come back one more year and show them. But, you know, rationality prevailed. He told enough people it leaked out prematurely, and now he's going to do it his right way. But, you know, I'm going to the Super Bowl. I'm going to hear all of the reaction for a week about Brady and Brady. And this time it's really deserved, and uh, it is clearly the end of an era. 
here with Rick Carl, the sports professor. Listen to him tomorrow night. Boardroom presented by the Honda Classic with yours truly. Six o'clock every Wednesday here on ESPN 106.3. Uh, when it, it, it comes to ESPN, the last couple of days, there were many that were uh, taking gleefully taking shots at Adam Schefter and Jeff Darlington and ESPN. And ESPN just kept sticking to the story, sticking to the story. We're right. We trust our reporting. And it just shows that you really have to pay attention to who's reporting the story. There was no way Schefter and Darlington were going to get this one wrong, and I think ESPN comes out of this looking really good. Well, yeah, and it shouldn't be kind of a jousting of who really got the story, although it does verify, and, you know, Schefter is is known in the industry, and Jeff Darlington, you know, is a friend. He cut his teeth down here and actually saw him at the Buccaneer game, sat next to him at the Buccaneer game in the media booth uh, last week, and, uh, you know, we didn't talk about this as being Brady's last game because I'll make you a bet that he didn't even know. Yeah. And if he knew, uh, you know, he wouldn't have said anything, but I, he didn't know. And so it's a two really credible reporters. And by the way, in the days of social media, the good have to be better than good mm-hmm. because sure. the, there, is, there is so much crap out there that, you know, you never know who's going to try to, affect it and they can do it you know every 30 seconds as opposed to the way journalists work just from a business perspective what do you think is next for tom brady uh you know it's almost as if broadcasting in the booth is is uh not big enough for him and i i i don't exactly know what i mean but i I think i do (laughs) and you know he'll put in some appearances uh you know, like Peyton Manning is an occasional sure. guest celebrity appearance. I think he'll go from night talk show host to those kind of gigs. Um, and, you know, politics, I don't think he needs it. Uh, I think boardroom, he will have uh, as many board seats and real boards, not, you know, fake boards, as he wants. And he's going to take a couple of years trying to figure things out. And I think he'll take equity positions in big companies and make billions. And uh, I do want to ask you about the Sports Business Club at the Palm Beaches, the luncheon today at PBKC, you and Pat Rooney Jr., and uh, you had Gary Vonk, the president of Kaiser University, uh, Kim Bocamper scheduled to appear. How was, uh, how was the afternoon at PBKC? Wonderful. I want you to call Kim Bocamper after the break. He's poised to talk to you about it from his perspective as he returns back to Miami in the car. So I'll give you the number. You guys can do that if you want. It turned out really, really well, primarily because everybody was compatible and all engaged. Bo Camper told some really good stories about growing up. Uh, he's humble. He's really articulate. By the way, Gary Vonk uh, and Ed Kaiser won the Learfield Cup, which nobody yep. knows here. But, you know, the Learfield Cup is like Division One, Two, II, and Three, and NIIA. He won the NIIA division. It's the top athletic program in the country, um, and little old Kaiser did it here. So it was great timing for him. Pat was spectacular, as he usually is, M, and I was the glue that held it all together. <laughs> no, Rick, stop. Don't do that. So, Rick, how was, the glue it was guy? Really, it was really good. March 7, next one, Bob Dupay, president of Major League Baseball, and other baseball luminaries and surprises. And April 4, Final Four Monday, with some basketball surprises, 
then mid-May, a reveal of the 50 top greatest sports moments in Palm Beach County. So we're all set heading into the summer. Love it. That is excellent. And we'll hear more about that and a whole lot more tomorrow. Boardroom presented by the Honda Classic, 6 o'clock right here on ESPN 106.3. Rick, good to talk to you. Thank you for checking in, brother. We'll talk to you tomorrow night, okay? All right, my friend. Talk to you soon. All right. That is Rick Haro, the sports professor. Uh, again, co-host with me on the boardroom presented by the Honda Classics. Don't, do we want to go ahead and uh, quickly do an EDS air conditioning coolest moment of the week? Yeah, absolutely. Let's do it. Time now for the EDS air conditioning coolest moment of the week. Time now for the coolest moment of the week. Cool. Cool, yeah. The coolest moment of the week is brought to you by EDS air conditioning. All right. So I think it probably has to be Joe Burrow related, right? Yeah, or I was thinking Trey Hendrickson, you know, going to a Super Bowl. Uh, Either or. You know what? You know what it is? You know what it is? The coolest moment of the week? Thank God you're here, Friday Night Lights. It is the fact that there will be an FAU player that wins a Super Bowl ring, whether it's Trey Hendrickson, wow, I didn't know pass that. rusher with the Cincinnati Bengals, or special teams extraordinaire with the Rams, Buddy Howell. Buddy okay. Howell. One Woo-hoo. of those two will win a Super Bowl ring next Sunday at SoFi Stadium. That, my friends, is cool. And EDS Air Conditioning, they're going to keep you cool. EDS Air Conditioning, EDS is yes. You know what I found funny? People, including myself, were scrambling two nights ago. Oh, got to turn on the heat. Got to turn on the heat. Got to turn on the heat. And I'm sure many realized, oh, my heat's not working. You know what that means, though? If your heat isn't working, there might be a problem with your unit as a whole, with your vents as a whole. Now, you're not going to need the heat anymore. Those days are done in 2022. (laughs) But make that really a priority about your air conditioning because it's about to get hot and steamy and gross because, well, it's always summer here in South Florida. EDS is, yes, EDS Air Conditioning. You have got to make sure your AC is set. EDSAirConditioning.com. They are a train comfort specialist. It's hard to stop a train. They know what they're doing. They've been doing it since 2006. They're dependable. They're family-owned and operated. They're highly trained, and they work their appointment schedules around you. They are attempting to work around you. What a novel concept in the industry. That's EDS Air Conditioning. EDS is, yes, EDSAirConditioning.com. Get the AC serviced or replaced before it's too late. Just Trust me on this. EDS Air Conditioning. EDS is yes. We'll come back more. Brady, also, we talk with our sports agent and sports law insider, Pat Lawler, when we return. Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. You are listening to Ken Levick Alive on ESPN 106.3. Here's Ken Levicka. Scott Day on Twitter. How does Ken Levicka get airtime over Barton Hahn? Little League versus Big League. Oh, Scott. Oh, Scott Day. Sounds like he's having a bad day. <laughs> ah, Scotty. Dope. Ken Levicka live here on ESPN 106.3. Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. Stone Lebanowitz, Friday Night Lights. Uh, breaking news brought to you by St. Lucie Battery and Tire Ken Dorsey, the former Miami Hurricanes grade, there are multiple reports that he is about to take over the offensive coordinator job wow. with Buffalo. And it was vacated by Brian Dable, who is now the head coach of the New York Giants. Ken Dorsey, like Ken Levicka, Theo Dorsey. Ken Dorsey. I tell you what. Right there. Mm. You're on to something. That's, that's, that's why he's successful. How about that, Scott? 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, Scott. yeah, that's Scott. How yeah. you feeling at yeah. home? Yeah. Right yeah. Now, Scott. Answer that, Scott. <laughs> Ken Levick alive, and uh, we're doing things for people. We are giving away things to try and get your weekend kicked off right, and doing so at the Palm Beach Kennel Club, PBKC. That's where Friday it's Jackie Flynn and Kevin Flynn performing this Friday at 8 p.m. at the Paddock Room at the Palm Beach Kennel Club. Jackie Flynn. A comics comic. That's what they call him in the business. A unique brand of sarcasm, observational humor. It puts him in a class all his own. He is legit. Kevin Flynn, what an accomplished writer, an actor, a producer, a comedian. He has done it all. He's been in a ton of movies, including The Heartbreak Kid with Ben Stiller. He's one of the Sex in the City's most popular boyfriends as well. So these two, Jackie Flynn, Kevin Flynn, you don't want to miss this. Friday, 8 p.m., Paddock Rune, PBKC. We're going to give away a pair of tickets right now to go see him. Bring your spouse, bring your kids, have some fun. Get out of the house, do something, and see some comedy at PBKC with Jackie Flynn and Kevin Flynn. Third caller right now, 888-760-3776, 888 760 Three seven seven six. Third caller right now. PBKC will see Jackie Flynn and Kevin Flynn a pair of tickets for PBKC Paddock Room on Friday night. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. To purchase tickets, visit pbkennelclub.com. That's pbkennelclub.com. Now that Brady is out the door, Theo, what do we what do we make? of the new face of the NFL. I mean, Brady, he had the hair, he had the looks, he had the dimples, he had the high cheekbones, he had the model wife. I mean, he has spent the last 15 years, maybe even more, as the face of the NFL. And now he's gone. Yeah. Does that automatically slot in Patrick Mahomes as the face of the league? Or is Joe Burrow quickly gaining on Patrick Mahomes? Aaron Rodgers, I think that ship, may have sailed with the season that that he had off the field. I mean, Tom Brady, for as divisive as he could be, just because he played for the Patriots mainly, he never reached the levels of what Aaron Rodgers did in self-destruction mode (laughs) this season in press conferences and with Dr. Joe Rogan. So I I think it's Mahomes, but I'm not a thousand percent sure about that. It is... it is Mahomes. It's like the fact on Mahomes, but I think the NBA, the NFL is in a similar position that the NBA is in, whereas LeBron James is still technically the face of the league. Yeah. And it, when he immediately departs, it's not going to be Giannis or Jokic or Embiid immediately. It's going to have to take some time. They've got to win a couple championships. So it's not going to be a direct passing of the baton. It would have helped if Mahomes would have won the Super Bowl this year. Then it's easy to say yes. But the fact that he now back-to-back years didn't win it, it's hard to just give it to Mahomes right now. It, it is. You're right. And I think that the the national NFL fan base is ready to embrace uh, Joe Burrow yeah. as their own. They want him. But even they if he wins him. the Super Bowl. He's not at Mahomes level yet. It's not yet. He has to do a little more to be the face because it's it just takes more time. Yeah. Kind of like with Pat Mahomes. When he won his first one, it was like, oh, he could be great, but let's see. Man, who is the face? I mean, maybe it is Aaron Rodgers because of longevity. It's not Aaron Rodgers. Maybe I'm just I'm I'm taking too much into his his off the field exploits it, this season. It's not Aaron Rodgers because also there's not a public why like people don't really like Aaron Rodgers for one, and he didn't win enough. So like when's the he won a Super Bowl last decade? 
or the decade before last. He's just really. been around for so long. He's he's still the the household name that's left now. He's the one who dueled with Brady. I think so. The way to judge it really is like how many first take topics do you get? <laughs> Brady gets his like. Brady farts, <laughs> yeah. and it's a first take topic. Yeah. So asparagus or dairy? <laughs> yeah, like so for I guess for what is it? You know, Patrick Mahomes or or Rogers. Who do you think would be most likely to be the topic on first take? And I think it would be Mahomes, unless it was bashing Rogers at this point. You know, man. Yeah. I yeah. don't know though. I, I do like I like Theo's theory. How do you know when you have the face of the league? It's based. It's based on how many topics they get on first take. Yeah. You're taking a lot of stock into Stephen A. Go to that producer room, whatever they got set up for at ESPN in Bristol for first take, and you sit in on those meetings. And that's how you and know. You know, because they're going to be scrolling on Like, we want to talk about the Lakers, yeah. the Knicks, LeBron James, or Tom Brady. Stone, we have a we have a task for you. By next Monday, you need to track every segment <laughs> on first take. And when Theo and I sit down Monday, that's how we're going to determine the face of the league, okay? On it. Challenge accepted. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, when we return... Uh, Pat Lawler, Lawler and Associates, personal injury attorneys. Are we good? Are we going to go to him right now? Let's go to him right now. Pat Lawler, Lawler and Associates, personal injury attorneys. He is our sports law insider and our sports agent insider as well. And I think, Theo, with Pat, because we're coming up on the Senior Bowl, we're coming up on the Combine, this is a good time to talk about that because he had Tyron Matthew as a client. He had Patrick Peterson as a client. A Tyron Matthew, you remember the all of the crap swirling around him yeah. coming into the league. That was a uh, a difficult process because everything was hyper-analyzed with Tyron Matthew. Can he be a good teammate? Can he stay out of trouble? All of those things. There were a lot of roadblocks to navigate, and it really started with Senior Bowl and with Combine. Uh, and, and so Pat has a really, really strong insight into that as well. Now, uh, I don't know if you saw that they have gotten rid of the public viewing of the weigh-in at the Combine. I didn't know that. Yeah. Why so? Because uh, it's demeaning. There's no Weird. point in having people just there. Unless you're a, a, a team representative, a scout, there's no point in having media there to see you take your clothes off and stand in your underwear on a scale. Yeah. Would you be able to do that? Um, would I do it as in go stand on that scale? I could do it. I mean, would you willingly do it, though? Would I willingly do it? I mean, they're about to get paid millions. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Like, if, if ESPN West Palm was like, hey, Theo, uh, you know, walk into the office in, in your underwear and stand on this scale for us, I would say no. If the NFL was like, we're about to draft you and pay <laughs> you right. thousands and millions of dollars, okay. I'd be like, you know, maybe I'll get on the scale. To be honest, I'd do it. <laughs> do Wouldn't it here? Wouldn't even hesitate. Yeah. For, for, for... Now, not like tidy whities but like... Some boxer briefs. Some boxer briefs. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would do it. You know what? Because I'm not ashamed. You're a runner, though. Yeah, You're that's the thing. I have, I, I'm in apex shape right now because Sunday I'm running the Miami Marathon. Oh, yeah, so I'm so ready you, to go now. You want to show your body yeah, off. Yeah, you, yeah, yeah. you would low-key pay to do it. Uh, <laughs> you know what? <laughs> if it wouldn't be a massive HR problem, I'd probably give it a shot. Yeah. I'd probably give it a go. We got to see if we can organize that for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm sure that would go over extremely well. Uh, we're trying to get in contact with Pat. Pat Lawler, Lawler & Associates, personal injury attorneys. Let me tell you about them anyways. Lawler & Associates, personal injury attorneys. They have decades of trial experience for all your personal injury matters, whether it's a slip and fall, whether it's a car accident, a bike accident, a boating accident, anything. Uh, Pat Lawler wants to get you the compensation you deserve. It is scary out there. If there's a personal injury situation, it is really, really tough to 
to navigate. It is problematic, and that's where Pat Lawler, Lawler and Associates comes in uh, because they're going to get you a free consultation. They're going to, if you get to wanttolawyerup.com, sit down with you and make sure that they have a path for you and they can help you. Not going to take advantage of you. They have your back. Lawler and Associates, personal injury attorneys, and I wouldn't talk about them or Pat if I hadn't known Pat for an awful long time and know that that guy is the real deal. Pat Lawler, Lawler and Associates, personal injury attorneys, wanttolawyerup.com. That's wanttolawyerup.com. Lawler and Associates, personal injury trial attorneys. Um, uh, real quick, since we're talking about Brady and we've been discussing Brady, Friday Night Lights, do we have Randy Moss talking about Brady and the type of quarterback that he was? Oh, yeah, we do. Yeah, let's, let's hear Randy Moss because I thought this was interesting. Uh, Randy Moss, uh, who was on NFL Countdown yesterday and uh, also made several appearances on SportsCenter today, Randy Moss, given his uh, former teammate, of Tom Brady, given his breakdown of what just made Tom Brady different. Randy? Randy? No, Randy? Oh, there. You look at the quarterback position and what's required out of the quarterback, and just looking at the story behind Tom Brady, how he was drafted, him going to New England, playing behind Bledsoe, Bledsoe gets hurt, and then the rest is history from there. I just think that, you know, when I went th- when I went there in '07, you know I followed Tom's journey, you know from Michigan, um, and then you know throughout the pros, and I wanted to be able to. I had success with Cole Pepper in in in, uh, in Minnesota, and then the years that I missed that that I played with a lot of quarterbacks, and then I've always wanted to play with a quarterback uh, like Tom. So you heard the story about me sneaking in the hotel and and telling him I want to play with him, and then getting there. Then getting there with Tom uh, and just seeing his preparation, uh, his leadership, you know, how he goes about his business was just something that, I, that I've always admired just because he, 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 you, you don't really expect it out of your quarterback. And I just thought that if he's the hardest working man in the building, then the sky's the limit for, the, for your team and your organization. And then going off winning, the, you know, seven Super Bowl rings is, is just phenomenal. So it's just great to be on here uh, this morning. Yeah, so, uh, I mean, obviously, Randy Moss has been open and effusive in praise for Tom Brady, with Tom Brady for years and years and years. What would what would be, and this is not me being cynical, I'm just I'm just trying to, to pinpoint, what would be one criticism of Brady? Um, that he did have scandals in his career. Like, Deflategate and Spygate are real, and they did give the Patriots a competitive advantage. So, I would say those things, but... How much do you put on Belichick? Now, Deflategate's probably more on Brady. That's more on Brady. And Bill Belichick sort of rolled the bus over on Tom Brady with Deflategate as well. Well, didn't Brady, like, throw his phone away or something like that? Yeah. Whenever, yeah. It's like, Brady was definitely guilty in Deflategate. <laughs> uh, Spygate, obviously, was like an organizational thing. But, again, both of those things did uplift him. Both of those things. Like, we talk about steroids in baseball. Like, Barry Bonds, Roger Clemens, they were good players before those things uplifted him. I think that without the Flategate and Spygate, and who knows what else that they didn't get caught on. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, he did cheat. He got caught cheating twice, which means he probably cheated five or six times, but he's still a winner. Like, we forgive him for that. For yeah, some and that's the thing. When you have seven championships, it's easy to look past some of the scandals, and yeah. uh, it, it hardly tells his story. I mean, part of me, honestly, I, I feel fortunate to have seen him, and I'm hopeful 
now that he's gone, that's the one word I think best describes it because now we can usher in the new era of quarterbacks. But also, I'm just I'm I'm tired of him being so good and winning so much. <laughs> like that comes off as petty, and I get it. But also, it is such a relief, and it's why I was so glad to see him leave the AFC East, only have the Bills skyrocket oh, past yeah. the Dolphins. But why it'll be nice when Aaron Rodgers leaves the NFC North? Like at some point. When a guy has that type of longevity and that type of dominance, inherently as a fan, you just think, finally. Yeah. Like, finally, there's a chance. He allowed so few teams over his 22-year career to actually have a chance because Tom Brady felt inevitable. Even when they were down, even when the Patriots weren't their best version of themselves, they still felt inevitable because of him. There was always that doubt because of him. And it feels refreshing that that's not there anymore. It's a good feeling. It also is like, I mean, when's the last time you sat down and watched a Tom Brady highlight tape? Like, legitimately. And got excited and aroused by the, the <laughs> things that he did. Yeah. Like, he wasn't overly dynamic. That's the yeah. thing about Brady. He was never dynamic. He's never had the sidearm throws like Patrick Mahomes. Exactly. Where you're like, wow. Or Aaron Rodgers rolling out of the pocket and heaving a 75-yard Hail Mary. Yeah, he's he's the least dynamic all-time great that I can boring. remember. It's kind of boring, and and that's why I'm I'm excited for this new generation because, like, I mean, in a couple years, we're going to see guys doing cartwheels in the pocket and throwing touchdowns like it's way more exciting, way more exhilarating. These Mahomes, Allen, Burrow, Herbert, like Lamar Jackson, who we haven't even brought up yet in this conversation because we kind of forgot about him because of the injuries, but yeah. he's still electric. Like we have so much more to look forward to. It's nice that that generation of QBs is like. Cool. I just wonder how you best describe Tom Brady's game because you're right. He wasn't. It wasn't this electric. Highlights, the, the closest Nobody he came to. highlight tapes of Tom no, Brady like that. But the closest <laughs> he came to being that quarterback was, appropriately, with Randy Moss. Oh, the 2007 I, season, where Tom Brady, all he had to do was stand back there and heave. I mean, they were absolutely unstoppable. It was yeah. a nightmare. I mean, the Dolphins had Jabril Wilson and Cameron Worrell down here playing the Patriots that season, go up, run into each other on a jump ball for Randy Moss. He caught for a touchdown, and they both tore their ACL <laughs> on the same play, running into each other while Randy Moss celebrated a touchdown That's over the them. That's the epitome of yeah. That was the epitome of not only the 2007 Patriots, but the 2007 1-15 Dolphins. Uh. I, I mean, but that was the closest season he came to where you could say, wow, that is exciting stuff. Because he was the master of reading progressions. He's methodical. He was methodical. That's a great word to describe it. How would you best describe Brady's game? Because, again, it's not flashy. It was never flashy. It's not Mahomes. It's not Herbert. It never stretched the field like that. It's not Allen. It's not Cam Newton. Um, It. It's uh. It's weird. It's weird. But what I I will say about the whole Brady experience is – I think football nuts and football nerds do really enjoy that stuff. Like, oh, did you see the way he checked out of that that look or that read or all that pre-snap mm-hmm. stuff he does and all of that and then the read, the progressions? That stuff's cool. But looking forward, again, these guys are going to give us some of that and they're going to be flipping over guys into touchdowns yeah. and heaving at 80 yards. So but I'm excited. It is a different era. It's the difference of the area. Uh, Manning and Brady were sort of similar in the way in which uh, they – 
they didn't have the the biggest arms. Yeah. And Manning had unlimited weapons at receiver where he could throw the deep ball, but he was limited with his arm. Brady was limited with his arm, but they were, I mean, Stone's right, methodical. He's the most methodical quarterback that's ever played. Yeah. He 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 also too when it came to winning, when it came to finding a way, and I don't know if that's actually tangible. That's really corny football talk on my point. I mean, no, situational football is tangible for sure. Yeah, he. They, I, I don't know anybody that was better than him. Him and Belichick really like created this or created the standard for situational football, like, getting points before the half. You that know, kind of stuff. How we feel about Patrick Mahomes, where it's like, oh, you can't give him the ball last. That really yeah. started with Brady. Yeah, there was another quarterback absolutely before that where you just said if he gets the ball with minimal time, uh oh. That's a problem. And it became a reason for celebration when you actually somehow found a way to stop that. Yeah. Because I don't remember a quarterback other than that. Like, well, Marino Rogers, had comebacks. Rodgers. Yeah, did. that's true. Yeah. But Rodgers, I mean, Brady came before Rodgers. So right. Rodgers, yeah, he lives in that world. Uh, probably Joe Montana lives in that world I'll as ask well. You about Elway. I mean, I would. Elway lives, Elway. yeah, Elway absolutely lives in that world. Yeah. Yeah. Can, yeah, we, but can we get a tour? Can I hear it, Tua? Can I hear it, Tua? He's getting there. Just wait until He's Mike getting, McDaniel. Just wait until there. Mike McDaniel takes Tua and builds him into a pro bowler. <laughs> then we'll see who's laughing. Well, Mac you know? Jones is a pro bowler, so yeah. So I think it's possible. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. If Mac Jones is a pro bowler, then Tua can be a pro bowler. That's true. Okay? That's true. I want to thank everybody for listening. Thank you for calling. Great stuff from Justin Simmons. If you missed any of it, the Pro Bowl Safety, Ken Levicka Live podcast. It's free wherever you get your podcast for. Stone the Banowitz, Friday Night Lights, Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken Levicka. We've been live on ESPN 106.3. Bye-bye.